Welcome, dear listeners, to Level Up, the podcast that takes you on an exciting journey through the world of personal growth and self-improvement. I'm your host, Dr. Leland, and together we'll explore the strategies, stories, and insights that will help you unlock your full potential, whether you're striving for success in your career, looking to enhance your relationships, or simply seeking a more fulfilling life. Level Up! is your passport to transformation. Each episode will deep dive into a wide range of topics from mastering the art of productivity to the science of happiness and from building resilience to unleashing your creativity. Our guests are experts, thought leaders, and real life achievers who will share their wisdom and experiences to guide you on your path to personal growth. But... Level Up isn't about theory, it's about practicality. We'll provide you with actionable advice and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your life right away. Our goal is to empower you to take meaningful steps towards your dreams and aspirations. So, if you're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment, then buckle up because you're about to level up your life. Stay tuned for inspiring conversations, powerful insights, and a dose of motivation in each and every episode of... (gasps) Level up. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with us on social media to join our vibrant community of fellow travelers on this incredible journey. Let's get started on this adventure of personal growth and transformation. Welcome to Level Up. Hello, everybody. Who's here? See ya. Michelle's in Arizona. See ya's in Texas. Level up, sister. It's time to level up. Amazing. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. First, I wanted to share like, you know, a little bit bit story is that um, I was abandoned as a child, literally, right? And when you actually don't feel love consistently, you just put a hard shell within yourselves. And so for me, when people ask me, why do you do what you do? It's because I've never been feeling like I was loved growing up. And it's always here and there. So, and I shut myself out. And so I give love to others, hoping that that makes a difference to somebody's life Um, because not everyone is created equal. And so I'm hoping that if I give love to you guys out there, whoever that is, that you will feel love and you don't feel abandoned because that feeling is horrible, horrible feeling. And sometimes you you definitely have self-doubt. Most of the time I look strong and I feel strong and I'm good and I'm like, cheering everybody level up. But sometimes deep inside when you have conversations that get you into that mode of emotions, it's like it's kind of hard to get it out. And um, thank you for giving me that space to cry at six o'clock in the morning. Literally, I didn't go to bed. See, I was texting me, didn't go to bed till like two. Um, And I was telling my guest today that I was like, yeah, I was watching this movie and I was explaining to him what it was. It was like, I don't know, (laughs) about things that I would not want young kids today to see with the amount of like anger and angst that's happening in the world, right? So in this podcast, we're all about leveling up somebody and leveling up yourself five minutes ago, right? I'm going to create that movement to level up the world and whatever that means to you. So um, I wanted to share, literally, I was celebrating (laughs) yesterday. I was like, whoa. So last Thursday, I was at 63 nations and countries. Uh, This is my level up. So if you go to Spotify or Apple and there's so many level up podcasts, if you see this brain and it says level up higher education edition, uh, that's because I was only exclusively interviewing all my faculty when I was a dean. Okay. However, I opened it up now to the world because I can't level up the world with only an exclusive group of people that I need to talk to. I can only level up the world when everybody is involved. So collaboration over competition. That's a hashtag from Lachelle. Thank you so much. Um, I shall be sufficiently hydrated with the end of the show. Thanks, Zia. Uh, yeah, so level up, love, level up today with this conversation as well. Um, this is the, I don't know if you guys can see, can you guys see anything? Yeah, this is where the map that you see the heat map. That's where all the listeners for our podcast, Level Up Academy, in audio form is listening. We need Antarctica. Okay, we need Antarctica. That's just, I'm just saying out there. Um, and then we'll be on seven continents. <gasps> yes, Paul's here. Paul, I'm not crying. Okay, you're crying. I'm not crying. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much. Uh, this is my website as well. If you go to um, workshop, click on workshop, you get a 
free workshop every month. And I think this week, I uh, I mean, not this week, this month, I'm going to have a workshop, but it's not going to be led by me. It's going to be led by a marketer who actually does this for a living in terms of, um, I, I don't know if we're going to do social media marketing or marketing in general. Uh, you don't want to miss that because he actually sells his classes and he's doing it for me and for my people for free. So take it. Um YouTube, this is what YouTube, so if you're a guest on my show, you actually have the link automatically after the show if you just go to at Lua by Doc Leland. Um, this one, obviously, it says 1,000 subscribers. We're at 1160 now. Woohoo! I just started YouTube three months ago, by the way, um, and getting into this. And so it's been um, a whirlwind for sure. And then, of course, for people out there in terms of Level Up Academy, if you are also on my show, you can say that because of this show being an LA Weekly, you have more reach to your message. Whatever message that you're trying to give out there, you will have more reach. Uh, I am on LA Weekly. I am on ShoutoutDFW. I am on BabyBoomer.org. Um, I'm also, well, now I think I went from like 29 to 39. I'm not sure what's happening there, but this is in a uh, feed spot. There's like millions of people listening in there as well. That's how I can get reach. And I'm also, if I pick your audio, that's why it's important. When you come to my show, you have to have a really great audio because if I can't, okay, I'm a one woman show. If I can't convert your audio into a great show, sometimes I'm like listening, I'm cringing, um, because I can't put it on the level up through all these distribution channels, if your audio sucks, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, but these are um, all of the people that are listening from all of all over the world, okay? Um, I also have a book in Amazon. If you ever want to check it out, this one is my dissertation for HR people. This one is for business leaders. And there's about eight authors that I uh, did this in academic publishing um, in Germany, but it's in six different languages uh, conversion. Um, today, before I bring out my guest, this actually brought, cause I just went through, um, a certification for CBT, cognitive, um, cognitive behavior therapy as a coach practitioner. I got certified. It was like 90 hours I had to do, but this is one of the thing that I'm working on. And that's why Paul and Lachelle's audio today just touched my heart so much. And I started crying. It's because this, no matter what industry you're in. Okay, this is more of a behavior and effect. And I just caught myself doing this like five minutes ago with my daughter or 15 minutes ago with my daughter. What is your emotional challenge today? Okay, and then reflect on the thoughts that you're having and the pattern. Is it all negative? Is it negative positive? What is happening with your thought patterns? You're looking for a job, right? That's going to be our, our, our discussion today is in, in, intentional career, Okay. If you're looking for a job, you're getting this job and then you're like in the job and you're like, I don't like this job. I, I don't I don't know what to tell you, but I have to feed myself. And you're hating it every single time that you're in it. What is the emotional challenge? Is it because you don't like the job or you don't like the manager of that job or you don't just don't know anything yet? And you're just kind of like this for the job. What are the thought patterns that's happening after the thought patterns? What is the behavior after the thought patterns, do you slam the pens? Do you not talk to your coworker because you're just like, I'm not having you today, right? And the effects of those thoughts and behaviors, what are the effects? Sometimes you get into trouble for no reason. It's because of your attitude. So this is my challenge for you guys today who is here and watching, all right? But enough of this. Are you guys ready? I gotta like do drum roll. Hold on. See ya. I got my roadcaster. I also need to label it, sister. Good. Good morning, Dr. Leland. How are you doing today? Good. You can call me CJ. So, um, Mike, tell them what time it is where you're at. Uh, right now, it's roughly 6 a.m. So I'm a little you know, earlier than most people. So it's uh, it will get light out shortly. Uh, but yeah, in the Hawaiian Islands, we are three hours earlier than California and 6th and New York, Boston. So but yeah, yeah. Good. commitment. Good. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, welcome. Good and thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Like sure. when I told them it's 9am, what, what time is it going to be in your end? You're like 
6 a.m. I'm like, are you going to be okay with 6 a.m.? He's like, yeah, I'll be fine. So thank you so much for being here. And um, I wanted to start the conversation with my question always is this. Reflect on the past 20 years of your life. And can you provide a timeline that is significant in your journey that got you here today? Wow. We can go over. That could be one question for the whole episode. Uh, Basically, what happened was 20 years ago. um, It's wow. Your timeline is actually pretty amazing. So about 20 years ago, it's like that. I was in technology sales and I did it for 30 something years. And during that time, I'm like, you know what? The money's good. The gig's okay, but you know, there's, there's no passion. I could care less what I was doing. And so basically it, it came to me one day. It's just like, what are other people doing? What are other people's thoughts? What are other people's views of uh, their career? Do they enjoy Monday? Do they enjoy, you know, what they're doing? Is there any passion? Is there any interest? Do they read about their occupations, you know, in their downtime? And none of this was like that for me. I was just like, you know, trying to make as much money as possible, sell as much computer products as possible. I could care less. So 20 years ago, that's when everything kind of clicked in my head. Uh, so, wow, amazing question. And what happened from there was started this project on the side. And, you know, years later, it's uh, ended up in a book format. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can keep going if you want. Uh, so Yeah, go yeah. for it. See ya. Oh, I just okay, want to highlight with you. You better include me. <laughs> Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I mean, it's just, here's what happened, basically. It's just like, like I said, is what are other people thinking? Are they all happy? Are they all miserable? So with that, when I, you know, you, you work in technology sales, you make some, um, you, you do well financially, so you can do things on the side. So pe- everybody out there bashing capitalists is crazy because because of capitalism, I got a chance to make a few extra bucks, put it into a, uh, a website, and I was asking people all these questions about their careers. And um, they answered 20 plus questions. I think it was like 20 more questions. And um, I got information from CEOs, actuaries, accountants, everybody all over the map. I was out there reaching out to them. They were responding. And it was amazing. And so I got so much information. I uh, ended up putting it into a book. But I mean, all the information I have is with all the people that fill out the questionnaires. And uh, I can probably get it up to two or three books. But, you know, it just... And... When people read it, they're like, whoa, I mean, they're blown away. So what happened was the first 101 into a book, you know, like English 101, Math 1, and then I broke it into, you know, different groups, Holland's Occupational Themes, which is from John Holland from 1952, from, you know, uh, you know, different occupations, where people fit, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I, uh, you know, uh, put it in there and um, then talked about my career and why I wasn't prepared for it my career and uh, how I, what I should have done in college. And so from basically from that, I, you know, I explained uh, how I should have appeared, how I should have been, you know, but it, it all ties into a lot of things. Then it ties back into first generation low income student because in my territory where I grew up in my area, um, every about five or six, five or six jobs. And so I want to do something different. And from there, all I knew was get a college degree and the world played with gold, which isn't true. And so, um, I talk about that and so put it all together and then boom, then I get the, the book out there and people start reading it. And, uh, you know, the, we're talking about advanced readers copies and then the endorsements start flowing, Harvard, Stanford, UMass, Northeastern, BU. So people in education are going nuts about it. And, uh, the real, the real help is it can, it, it's helped so many. And so many people have like came back and go guys in the military go, Oh my God, I wish I knew this when I was transitioning out people who are in careers, like, whoa, this is a great transitional tool. And it wasn't targeted toward that. And then people in, you know, high school and college are like, wow, I never knew any of this information. So it's amazing. So there's 5 million books out there written, but it's rare that you come across something like this. So uh, it just happened. Uh, um, and uh, instead of, and people come up with great ideas, but it was a follow through, get it done, get it done, get it done. Instead I'd say, oh, this is a great idea, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk about it now, it's action. I need to unmute myself because um, I heard an echo. So I'm, I'm glad that you said that because people talk a lot about a lot of things, but without follow through and without actions, it doesn't really matter how much you give information to people, right? 
you can give them the most incredible book ever as a guideline for life. And, you know, like I, 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 when I was a first time mom, I had to like read so many books about being a mom and maybe, maybe 10% of those books literally was okay for, for me being a mom. And at the very beginning, I was like emotional. I'm like, I'm going to fail. My mom abandoned me. I don't want to abandon this child. I mean, there's just so many things happening in that. And none of those books helped me. And so what really helped me is just going through that journey and I'm glad that you're inspiring young minds to actually pursue and be intentional. And let's talk about that a little bit and and provide us like when you say intentional career choice from from doing that, like talk to me a little bit about your experience of like, why did you quit what you did and just wrote this book and the feel the need to like, I need to give this to the young people out there. Well, it's interesting because I mean, you know, it's a, it is a career transition, but it wasn't it wasn't like a hard line transition. Like I stopped one day and started writing. I was doing this in a consistent pattern. So, I mean, we're talking about you have to put the hours in. Uh, you know, I, I, unless you for some reason score a gig and you make a ton of cash, and then you have some time to focus on what you want to do full time. But I did it as a side gig, and I constantly you know hear about that. People call them side hustles. My friend Gork. Gork name, who also wrote a book, calls it a side hustle. We used to call it side gigs, you know, just work on your downtime and what you want to do. And uh, <clears throat> so what I was doing was I was doing a full-time hard job selling. People don't understand. Sales is, is a tough gig. And the reason is very simple is you always got to come in with it. You have quotas. You have to hit your quotas. They'll always increase. And you always have to find more clients. So it's always business development. And it's tough. I mean, it's a mental torture that's why i get a lot of athletes going into sales because these guys can deal a lot more with regular regular people and so what happened basically was i'm like how can i get this done so it was before work it was on the weekends uh i focused on you know working on this website i focused on downloading information of people filling out questionnaires i had to edit and you know, i got a, i had to hire an editor in a sense because it's like it's so overwhelming for me because i'm getting so much information and then after that it's like you know I had to write about you know intro and conclusion. What are my thoughts, opinions? And you know, so you just keep putting them down, you gotta edit them. It just it takes a lot of time. So I always think about if somebody wants to transition out of their careers, they best um, start prepping. And it's either you gotta be gifted for some reason, like I was gifted this this great idea. Um, and years ago, one of my uh, former clients, I told him about it. He goes, that's a great idea to steal. And I'm like, no, no, you're an ethical person. Don't do it. But I, I don't know if he was joking or what, but he didn't do a damn thing with it. Thank God. Um, but the fact about it is, and if not, you have to go out there and work it. And then another thing I put in the book, too, is uh, the more uncluttered your life is, I think there's a better chance. And then I've, I've been debated on that many times. And people said, well, no, you can do it all. And so it depends on the person again. You know, some people can do it all. My friend in Connecticut, she, I mean, she has, you know, a couple companies, families, all this stuff. Whereas in my head, it's just like, you know, the, the less stress you have, the more you can accomplish. So there's a lot to it. But I think it, um, if you're really thinking about what you want to be doing and with some passion, with some joy, it's going to take some time to, to figure it out. And we all have weekends. We all have downtime. People meditate. I mean, just do your best. And also, I, I was hit the gym all the time, too. So I, I would never tell anybody to give up their health to focus on, you know, what they should do. I say you can do them both. Or when you're at the gym, actually, there's one for you. I was at the gym. I'd bring a notepad with me. I didn't care. A little small notepad. Anytime an idea came up, wrote it down. I wrote it down. I always write it down. Uh, people that don't, and it goes, oh, I'll remember that. No, they won't. They won't remember it. I, I still text. I text message to myself all day long of ideas uh so you got to do it i mean you just gotta you, you gotta stick on it you gotta go focus 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 get at it get at it get at it do 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 repetition 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 and don't give up yeah don't give up is the key word and i was actually looking at your profile and i was asking as i'm like do you know mike and he's like why like he worked at f5 and he looks and he's like oh he worked before me i worked after i was like ah okay because um, he was in the sales organization, but he's the network engineer for F5. So he knows all the people. And let me tell you something. F5 was really good to us. I mean, we went to Hawaii, okay, at Four Seasons. And they 
they hooked us up. <laughs> Let me tell you, F5 was really good to us. We've been there for like, I don't know how many years. And then, you know, he, he works at Palo Alto now. But um, I was trying to tell him, I'm like, do you know Mike? He works for F5. And you're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, see, and then I think work at Sonic Wall. I'm looking at all the profile. And it's so amazing how a tech guy actually saying, hey, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to guide people in what I've learned. And I want you guys to be, you know, doing this career choice. And I love that you pick. And I want to know about that. Why did you intentionally pick college students or high school students? What was oh. the intention? Oh, CJ, you're the best. That's the greatest question. I love the questions like that because that's actually really what you're getting into is. what the thing about it is, is media as well as society glamorizes technology uh, and technology sales. I think you said your husband's in uh, engineering. And I work with a lot of engineers and a good percentage of them enjoy their career that, you know, the gearheads will call them. They really get into it, how it works, how all that stuff works. I was in sales and it's the opposite. I'd say 90% of the sales guys I worked with, and they were mostly guys. I mean, very rarely in technology sales, it's mostly a male career. And people are say, you know, so, I mean, you work with basically a lot of guys. So some, you know, there's some females out there, but nobody's happy with it. Nobody enjoys it. There's no fun. They do it for money only, and um, it's, it's usual reasons. I want to buy a house. I want to um, live a you know a good lifestyle. I want to you know my I have children, and so that's what it really basically is. Is they do it for money. There's no absolute joy. I mean, my F five stint was quick because well you know it didn't last long because you know I didn't get along with my manager and like that. I mean nothing against him. He wasn't a bad person. It's just that we clashed. And I clashed with some teammates. Whereas when I worked at Sea at Softwall, I had a manager who like treated me like gold. And I had thought that was like I could happen that happened everywhere. And it didn't. And a couple other companies, it was just like, you know, it's all over the place. I mean, I worked at other companies where you get a great manager for 18 months and then they put a new guy in, and it's just like the worst of the worst. And so it was just um it wasn't a joy. I mean, did I make, did I do well financially? Yeah. I mean, I got to pay the bills and go on nice vacations, like four seasons, you know, and all like that, which is cool. But that's, what, so that's two weeks of the year. So 50 weeks of the year, you're, you know, suffering, struggling, begging people, pushing people. I mean, it just, it's, it's not a joy. And so that's the whole purpose of the book. I want to inform the younger generations not to make the same mistakes I did. Again, we go back to, and I always tell people, go back to your childhood, really. That's how far. So if you're from a first-generation low-income area, you know one thing. Get out and get money. That's it. Well, so that's two things, technically. <laughs> the fact is, I wanted to get out and make money. And so I had to go out there, and I did. I worked very hard. We're not talking about Gates money or something like that. We're talking about, you know, like, much better than the, you know, middle incomes or whatever that. So which is amazing. You're like, damn. But the other thing too is what you do for it is you're selling your soul. You're going out there and you're busting tail to make as much money as you can, just surviving. And if it doesn't work out, you go to the next gig. Technology sales, sales gigs are good at three to five years. Sometimes you have a longer run. Sometimes it's a shorter run. Um, and so what I try to tell the students is you have to find something that interests you. Being in a, I mean, an industry or, 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 or a subject. You know, because the fact is you don't want to get stuck in a field that you don't care about. I could care about I could care less about technology. A guy wants to ask me, oh, what I, uh, you know, iOS or something like that. You have me an Apple. I go, if I answer that question, I'd rather put a bullet in my head. I go, I don't know anybody who could answer that question. I go, God, God. But these engineers love that stuff. And it just, it's kind of sad to me. I'd rather work with something that interests me, which is, which is this. You know, you can help out the younger generation. So I try to tell them, oh, my guys. You want to make money? Go into tech sales. You'll hate it. But, but if you really, if you want to make cash and enjoy what you do, you got to really, uh, you know, dig into it. Figure out what is something that actually you enjoy. What is the industry you enjoy? What's something you want to look into? And after that, network yourself till you're blue in the face. And because I believe at a younger age you can do that. Example is internships, part-time jobs, temp gigs. Volunteering, you can do that for three or four months to find out what that industry is like. And then you can determine, is that something that could interest you? Because I think so many people are just told, oh, it's good for you. It's good for you. 
the person who tells them that, I'd say good to walk away from that person. Figure out what you want to do and then go at it like a maniac and just learn as much as you possibly can. Read as much as you possibly can. Network as much as you can. Go to associations. Talk to every anybody in the field. And when you do that, you know you've chosen something that you'll enjoy. It's 40 years. You got out of college at roughly 22. Well, you got 85 degrees, but get out of college at 22. You're, you're, you're doing it for 40 years. You best enjoy it. And it's hard for them to understand because I usually talk to people who are 20. 20 and, and I'm talking about 40 years. That's double their life. And so it's hard for them to kind of comprehend it, but some do and some get it. And it's an interesting world. So yeah, great. It is. I like that no, I love that passion that you have. And I'm like smiling over here because I can see why you wrote that book. It's just like, you know, yes, you 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 basically see, okay, a lot of my husband actually, I don't know if you know George Finnerty from F five. Maybe it's already after you. Um, he was like a major gunner for um, the military and he was their top sales guy, like always. And I think it's because it came with people would like to hear him because it came with that military like type of, you know, um, stance and commanding the room. And he did ha- put time and knowing what he's selling. And I've seen my husband sales guys and they like just recently they clash like in this conversation because the sales guy is wanted to hit that 40 million quota. And my husband's like, what you're thinking does not work. And I'm telling you, it doesn't work. And he's like, okay, let me draw it for you. And the sales guy is just like, I want this quota. It's going to be 30 million. He's like, yeah, no, it's not going to work on what you're trying to do. And he's like, listen, I'm the one who has to build this network as an architect and engineer. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you guys are attacking each other like children. I told my husband that. I'm like, you can't just, he doesn't understand you and you don't understand him. But at the end of the goal, you have this 40 million quota together. So how are we going to do this? Right. And I have to coach him and said, you can't be yelling. No one is understanding each other. I said, first of all, just listen to what he's saying. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, just listen to what he's saying. Then you have to make him listen to you without interrupting and calm down. And then you guys can help your customer. Um, I hope you guys are not doing this in front of your customer. Like, you know what I mean? Like tit for tat. And I see sales is so like, I've done sales for about 15, 15 years. I did uh, before I would be double down in education on uh, during COVID. Um, it's because I was in commercial finance. So I was literally selling money to business owners up to $5 million. And it's small, actually. Some people can do 20 million, but I was like at the baby stage of 5 million. And that was already hard because you have a quota. You have to hit that quota. And and I, I do a relationship sales. And so the people I... They wonder why I do sales well. And I said, it's because I listen to what the customer needs. And I literally tell them, if you take this, this is the percentage you're you're going to pay. 32%. You do understand 32% of this, right? And I calculate my boss is like, why are you telling them that? And I'm like, because I want them to come back to me. I want them to come back to me, be loyal that, hey, CJ told me, I'm not going to lie how much it's going to cost you. But if you really need it, fine, I'll give it to you, approve for it. But I'm going to tell you, this is what, what's going to cost you. Um, because knowledge is power, especially with action. So with your book, when you go to colleges like University of Massachusetts, what do you tell these kids to like, hey, be intentional with your career? Yeah, it's funny. Well, yeah, it, we can step back to a second for the sales. Remember, to get into these schools, that's what I do. I do sales. I have to call these schools up. I have to talk to these career counselors, and I have to tell these people in these different divisions to figure out, um, to, to you know, to have them, you know, give me a chance to present. And then from there, my God, I just sit there and I talk uh, about a variety of things. I actually talk. One of the, the, the things I try to explain to them is timelines in life, and to have them think of how long a career is. Because because as people talk about, you know, life in general, you know, there, there's timelines for everything. School, I, I say it's roughly 17 years, you know, five to 22. Some people get grad degrees like you do. Some people get a GED. Uh, but the point is you're out 17 years. Uh, you know, mortgage is 30 years. The average marriage is 8.2 years. Um, and life expectancy is 77.82 or 2.8. And that's dropping. And I go... And then a child is roughly 50 years, you know, your life, you know, you have a kid at 25 and you, and you pass at 75. I go, the second biggest thing after a child is your working time, careers. So it's mm-hmm. best that you really think and really focus because you're going to get in there and you're a student right now, you're 20. 
In a blink of an eye, you're 25, you're 30, you're 35. And at 33, 34, 35, if you're miserable at what you do and you've got a couple of kids or, or you've got, you know, a couple of wives or, I mean, a couple of, you know, mortgages, life is going to be tough. So now is the time to, you know, experiment on career and career choice. You need to. I go alumni network. I go your student alumni network. I go, you reach out to your alumni network. If they don't want to talk to you, you can always go, you know, just keep hammering. You can go into LinkedIn. You can do that. Uh, I trade trade shows. I think a trade shows are a gold mine. Actually, I did my one of my YouTube on the trade show. If you want to find out if you have an interest in a career, you go to a trade show because you know who's there? Every player in that industry. And you just get past, you know, you just call them the booth babes, the people in the front there that, you know, just try to hand you literature to find out who the, the VP of marketing is, who the VP of sales is. They're going to be there and they'll talk to you. And if you're looking for an opportunity, those are the people. So I always tell them, I go, you got to go out there, you got to network, you got to read about as much as you possibly can. Everybody in that industry, you've got to have a really cool LinkedIn page, uh, you know, so and then associations, get involved in an association. So if you want to be, you know, actuary, get in the actuary association, be in that group, be in that gang, because those are the guys who are going to be able to help you out and know everything from A to Z. And they double your age. So they've been through it. And so I just try to, you know, get them to think as much as possible, but to narrow it down to three choices and then dig, 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 and learn those choices inside and out. I get calls from students here and there. And it's amazing. Um, they've, they, they've got amazing opportunities out there and they're working to amazing degrees, but, but for the real world, they're clueless. And the good thing about it is they know it. But the sad thing about it is think of the ones that I don't get a chance to speak to. When I do speak to students. I mean, I break it down into a third, a third, a third, a third are going to kill it. We're going to go out there and do amazing. A third are going to suffer. And a third in between are the ones I want to reach out to because it's a flip of the coin. Are they going to make it? Or are they going to suffer? And I try to give them any suggestions, any ideas of how all the hell I went through to make it, uh, what I think I should have done or what I could have done or what angles are to help out. And again, I'm, I, I've done some YouTube stuff just to get this word out there. I'm glad that you said that. I actually, um, this is, uh, correct me if this is, a, I'm going to put your banner in. Hold on one second. And oh, thank you. Is this your better for your website? Yes, careersbythepeople.com is um, the best way to connect with me or LinkedIn. But yeah, careers by the people is uh, the place. Yeah, and I put a lot of stuff. No, that's awesome. No, I want to put that in there because I want people to reach out to you, especially if they have children or if they're having you know career transitions. But I also want to talk about. With your book, what are some of the things that you talk about that's relevant to maybe somebody who is uh, transitioning in their career? What are some of the strategies that you give? Yeah, well, the thing about career transition is, um, and it's it's one of the subjects that you know it's it's funny because it was really, I wasn't targeting career transition, but I've got a lot of people in transition that were just went 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 ecstatic about the book, and I wasn't prepared for that, but so I started to do some research information on that subject. And there's two types of career transitions. There's the person that gets canned, you know, like today. And then there's the person that is like myself, the miserable guy in the job that has to get out of it. So if you get canned today or the next couple of weeks, whatever, or the next couple of months, I mean, you got to feel bad for the person. But I'd say, one, you just go out and pay the bills. Figure out a gig to pay the bills. You know, do your networking, do your homework as much as possible. Get, get into a gig to pay the bills. And then from there, day one, learn your gig, but also start prepping to what you want to do because you're going to prepare yourself to get out. And it takes a while. It takes a while for career transition. And because the fact about it is, you're, you know, it's a new world. Uh, you have to meet new people. You have to know new people. So you have to find yourself some champions, some people you can rely on. People call it mentoring or whatever. But I just say, you know, find some people in that industry outside of your family, no matter what I always tell everybody. And it's tough when I talk to people over here in Hawaii, Hawaii is the most family oriented place in the world. Everything revolves around auntie, you know, uh, whereas the mainland, it, it isn't as much, thank God. 
And so you got to reach out to people out there that you, you got to beat. You got to learn to put some little trust into and figure out how they got where they are and how you can do that and what you need to do. Is it a certification? Is it going to training classes? Is it meeting more people in that industry? Uh, is it uh, reading more about that? Another angle to it, another, another easy angle, and it's not really easy, but it gives you credibility is publication. Publish an article on that subject. Screw it. Publish three articles on that subject. Do as, delve as much as you can, but also intertwine what you've done to what you could do. So in my information, I've got two angles. One, in sales, I can talk to people so I can get these projects to talk to them about books or book sales or anything like that. But the other thing, too, is I can talk to them about 30, you know, in, in colleges, all these career counselors, I mean, they studied career counseling. They, they read all about this stuff. I lived a life of sales for 35 years. I could explain to students what, what it was like. And this, you know, I mean, most people in the college world, they're all educators. They've been in corporate, I mean, a few have been in corporate America, and those are the coolest. But a lot of them just in the educational world. They don't understand, you know, what it's like to wake up and make sales calls. So, you know, when it comes to transitioning, you've got to prepare. you got to take your time. You've got to dig and dig and dig associations, industry events, get the word out and, and get to be known as you might be the new kid on the block. And you might be 47 years old, but hey, if that's what you want to do, you'll crack it. And, you know, don't don't really stress it out too much. Just go out and do what you want to do. That's awesome. That's a good advice, actually, just kind of go with with the flow. But I wanted to also talk, I, I actually watched a couple of your YouTubes. And I really was interested on the YouTube you did about um, cover letters and your resume, what it looks like, and publication. So I want to talk about that. And this is my question. like, how can you assist somebody in updating the resume and creating that compelling cover letters or if they're going to change, or maybe if they want to change, not necessarily career transition, but they want to move from like F5 to Fortinet or, you know, whichever that they're going through. And especially if they're in tech sales and they just want to do sales. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. And that's, I, I get reached out a lot about the whole tech sales thing and the guys that are in there and stuff like that. Most, most of them actually call me and just go, oh God, what's it like in Maui today? Um, okay. But to go back to that question, and um, I, I thank you for watching that video. And here's, I'll tell you the story behind the video. And it's wild. I mean, this is just out of control. And I released it because I'm done. And the majority of people that were involved in that world of doing um, the career, uh, you know, the career resume booklet are pretty much set in their careers. So I can let the cat out of the bag in a sense. So here's, here's the story behind the story is. Myself and a few other uh, guys in Los Angeles, we, we just, you know, all of us would network because we used to have to find gigs every so often. So you have three to five years in a gig, you have to find a new one. And when you go out and find a new one, you have to compete against everybody else out there on the street. And so if you walk into, you know, an interview, usually, you know, you have to go to the corporate. And when you go to corporate, <coughs> you're sitting there and you're talking to a handful of people. And F5 was one of them. I had to... Fly up to Seattle, and the next day I had to talk to, um, I don't know, five or seven <coughs> decision makers. And so instead of up there and just sitting down with a notepad or bringing your resume or whatever, so what? Everybody's going to do that. and Everybody's going to spit your resumes. Big deal. Years ago, I read this book. It was 1% Victories, uh, Tom Freeze. And uh, where does this guy ever? I think Steve come with us on this one, but... Uh, he was like six foot six, lanky, kind of a goofy guy. And he wrote this book about 1% selling. And you always got to beat your competitor by 1% at least. He goes, don't crush him, just beat him. And so we came up with this idea of a career uh, resume booklet. And it's wild. It's like the first page is you get your resume and all like that, nice and clear and concise. Then after that, it talks about activities of what you did, like in sales, you know, you offer sales sheets, you offer sales trainings. And you go to, uh, you, you put that information in there. I My, my biggest thing was a 12-step program because I think it ties back into alcoholism or something like that. So, you know, it's set, it's dark comedy, as they call it, I think. Uh, uh, but the fact about it is I'd go and say, okay, my solution will resolve nine of these problems. The other three can be resolved from professional services, which, which you can do, Mr. Partner. Uh, the other thing, too, was um, I, I you know, 
like writing, obviously. So I got published in some of the trade magazines and I put that information in there. And then it said it resumes upon request. No, boom, there are my resume guys at the end. And you can talk to the people you're interviewing with and you're like, oh, do you know Hayes? Do you know CJ? Do you know, you know, uh, see it, you know, and you have all these people and they're going to know a couple of them. And if they don't know it, they're like, oh my God, that's a guy I want to know. You know what I mean? So you go in there and you just crush. And then my future manager goes, he goes, well, obviously you're going to get the gig. The other person just caved and couldn't handle it. And uh, one of the guys I interviewed with, he's like, he goes, yeah, you're well more than qualified. Why do you want this or not? He goes, you're getting the gig. Just tell us what, you know. So it was interesting. But once you bring that in, some people review it because they're impressed. Like, I've never seen anything like this. And other people are just like, wow, you get this? It's a done deal. And one of my buddies, who's a big, big player now, I think it's VMware or something like that. He said when he was younger, him and I sat down and we talked all about this and we prepped him. And this guy's got some amazing opportunities in technology. He goes, I walk in there all the time, my resume booklet, boom, I get the offer. And, you know, his, his confidence level's out of control. He's charismatic, nice, all that stuff. He checks all the boxes for everybody. Uh, but yeah, I would say for anybody, check out that what, uh, and view that uh, YouTube page because it's different. And if you want to set yourself apart, uh, that's the way to do it. It's not for the first introduction, but when you can get yourself into the next step where you get a chance to meet with four or five management people. Uh, yeah. You're away. No. So for me, I have three kinds of resume. I have one that's one pager with Adobe, like PDF one pager. Um, that was actually harder because I couldn't expand. And then I have two for yeah. when I want to be a dean and a director, literally it's 12 pages long uh, because it doesn't even list every class. Like literally I have 10,000, over 10,000 students already in classes. It's like I list all of them. I can only list whatever that's relevant. Then of course, like you said, publishing. And so a lot of people, especially in sales, like no one is thinking about publishing. Where do you, do you find the publisher or how do you find publishing companies to publish your thoughts and your viewpoints? This, this, this is actually kind of easy. Um, so here's what happened was I was involved in technology, internet security sales, uh, you know, so you're, you're in that world and then you join organizations such I was, it's called the ISSA. I forget what it stands for, but it's where a lot of the secu hardcore security guys hang out. And so I'd go to the, go there, go to the meetings, go to their annual events. And it's, and it's where, you know, the players all go. So you got to be there and, you know, it's usual, you know, talk to the engineers, see what's going on and all like that. And when you get involved in the association, you say it's 100 bucks a year or 200 bucks, whatever. You can expense it to your company anyway. You get magazines and it's the IFA magazine. So they're always looking for articles. And I wrote back to them, I go, all these articles are really engineering. I go, you want to get a view from a salesperson? And they're like, oh, oh yeah. And so I wrote articles on, you know, you know, sales and you know, mid-tier businesses. I woke about, you know, what I do and all like that. And they, and they loved it because it's something different. You know, some people, you know, so you know, the engineers get a chance to read what the salespeople think. And, you know, it, it shows them, I mean, what's out there, but also users read it too. And I tell them, you know, the questions I'm going to ask and what's going to occur. And I ask the same questions sometimes for 20 years. And it's still to this day, I mean, I'm amazed. Internet security, God. Uh, there's an event happening in Hawaii, and I saw it on LinkedIn. And one of the guys was put up a subject there. He's going to talk about pen testing. And I'm like, Jordan, for the love of God, thank you. I go, you want to scare an engineer? Talk about pen testing, vulnerability assessment. These guys sweat like like little, little children about this stuff. And so it's great. And so I used to go in there and try to talk about subjects where my partners could make some money but also disruption and you want to talk you know everybody's always like why is your product better than the other product and i'm like let's talk about the beginning what are you doing about this this and this and they'd be like whoa you know so you try to it was an educational spin on everything um and that's what i think the uh the magazines liked and so yeah so i think you know you, you just find an industry you're in and just go reach out to them. They have to publish magazines. They do. And they need, they need people to write articles. 
and they don't want the same five guys. They want, you know, more. So yeah, there's opportunities are left and right. Wow. So you just got to look for them and then grab it and offer yourself. That's amazing. I actually did that on a couple of the magazines that I'm in when I'm looking at what they do, but also like be strategic about it and make sure that you're what your mission is, is aligned, right? Because like, if you're talking about cows, and then you're in the chicken magazine, you're like, okay, they're both animals, but seriously, what is this, right? So I love that you have that strategy. I highly recommend people to go to YouTube and really look at Mike's um, YouTube. And I enjoy that video. I actually wanted because every, everyone that I interview, I actually look at them and look at what they can offer and provide. But before we end, because we're towards that end, I wanted to ask you, um, to talk about your book and a couple of like three added value conversations or skills that they look are looking forward when they purchase your book. What are they? Well, what I try to grasp out there, it's funny when you, you know, the last comment there I was going to say is like, uh, people have to understand that nobody's going to reach out to them. They have to reach out. They have to go out of their way and dig these people out and go out and find them and all like that. I go, Nobody's going to knock on your door. It's not going to be an easy task. You're not going to just put your resume up there on Indeed and get these unbelievable offers. They got to go out there and dig. And I always tell them, I go, you got to keep digging and digging and digging. And you got to come up there with a good attitude. It's going to be tough, but the work will pay off. And so that's a, that's a big issue too, is a lot of people don't understand how much work it is to go out there and find an opportunity uh, that they, that they like or enjoy and the other thing, too, is it's just life is obstacles. And I was told the students, I go, life is going to be easy. It's going to be tough. And I, and I go, here's an example. Read about, you know, Abe Lincoln. I go, people are like, oh, yeah, greatest president, blah, blah, blah. This was like before presidency. And presidency was tough for him. As, I mean, amazingly tough because with the Civil War. But before that, it's just like he's failed and failed and failed. And I mean, it's just life was pure hell for him. And people have to understand, you know, it's just like, Things aren't as easy as they seem or on TV or some people will give you a lot of bad information or bad advice. I mean, you have to go out there and constantly dig and every time it's an obstacle, deal with it. Take a deep breath. If it's a really tough one, go out for a run, go out and hit the gym, go out and you know, just keep yourself mentally and physically fit as much as possible, but you can't keep crying or spilt milk. You can go out there and do it and always try to move the ball forward. Everybody out there who's successful works extremely hard. Like example, like in the entertainment industry, they see this, you know, Snoop Dogg, and like he's always hanging around being cool. But this guy like puts in amazing amount of hours. I, I heard he's got like a side house, well, I probably was a million houses, but it's just like <laughs> one that he goes out there and hangs out for days, which he's working and working and working on the next video album or whatever. But the people out there in the industry, they're working um, like dogs. I mean, some of the, my old vice presidents, I mean, these guys were just like uh, Jack Kerouac. They're on the road all the time. And I mean, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's got the easy life. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He was in Boston yesterday and in Miami the next day, in Oklahoma City. And I goes, life is just, it's, you know, so you, you have to really understand, you know, the other person. And I always tell them, do as much homework about the other person as well. You're going into an interview with XYZ person, read about them. Like in your situation, I always tell the people, I go, if you're going to meet with Mr. Murphy and if he's, if he's a doctor, if you don't call him Dr. Murphy, strike one on you and strike two for not doing your homework. I go learn as much, read it, everything you can about you, you go up, meet with somebody, know them sideways. So that's what I was talking about. It's just like dig, 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 and learn as much as possible and uh, negativity, avoid it. Anybody who's negative, anybody who moans and bitches and complains about society, Victimhood, avoid. Um, as a as a youngster, I was a victim. I blamed everybody in society because I was too lazy. Avoid negativity. It's gonna suck the life out of you. So, yeah. Yeah. So I'm talking about all those subjects. Oh no, I I totally understand. This is my last question. Can you provide guidance on effectively leveraging transferable skills? from your previous experiences during a career transitions, like for you, you were in IT tech sales, and then now you're doing different things and, you know, talking to young people because they are the future of make sure that you're happy um, with your career choice, because you're going to spend most of your life working. Right. And you're going to convince them like, yes, this is, if you want money, 
froze up there for a bit, so hopefully we're kicking back in. CJ, you there? Okay, a little on the freezer. I don't know if you can hear me. Oh, wait a second there, wait a second, unfroze. Welcome to Hawaii. CJ, are you there? I'm like, what happened CJ. to us? Yeah. Um, what well, okay. Uh, so for all the viewers out there, I would say to them, welcome to Hawaii. This stuff happens. Um, we are, you know, what is it, 2,500 miles away from civilization in a sense. So uh, this is this is the world in technology. So again, that's why I was in tech. So to answer your question, there's two angles. There's my transition, and then there's transition of others that I helped. So I'm going to go into one subject and um, of the student, uh, not a student, but a, a former student I, I worked with out of Florida. I think he went to FIU or FAU, one of the bigger Florida colleges. And he studied mechanical engineering and he couldn't find anything out there that a gig after school. So I went to real estate sales and I'm like, whoa, 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 that's a curveball. And he's like, well, I, you know, I had to find a job. It's the only one possible. And I'm like, yeah, no kidding. They'll, they'll hire Real estate people are hire every, every five seconds. Everybody needs to sell and buy a house or whatever. Um, but in his situation is he's an educated person. And so he should be able to, you know, doing something differently. And I'm like, what, what, what interests you? And he goes, speed. And I'm like, speed. I go, I know the movie, but what do you mean by speed? He goes, I love roller coasters. I love cars. I love airplanes, anything with speed. And I'm like, awesome. Now we get something figured out. And I go, so what do you want to do in that? He goes, well, you know, he goes, I, I like the mechanics, but I like to talk to clients too. And I'm like, no problem. This is an easy one. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, ah, how's this easy? I go, it's called the sales engineer. You go out and meet with clients and you help them. And you're like the trusted advisor. So this is awesome. And he's like, okay. He goes, I've, I've heard of those gigs, but I don't understand them. And so we went into that, what they do. And then I'm like, okay, speed, let's figure it out. I go, can you get a list of the top uh, roller coaster companies in the world? He goes, sure. Top car companies, sure. Top motorcycle companies, sure. Top train companies, sure. So it goes into that. And I go, okay, here's the deal. Let's start you off getting some experience in that industry. So you're going to reach out to all of them, but you're not reaching out to the Cadillac first. Everybody wants to work for the Cadillac. You're going to work for the Pinto. You're going to go for a anyone who can get you a gig so you can get a couple years experience. And you know what? If you have to move out of lovely Florida to go somewhere, I go, you're going to do it. And he goes, I don't care. I'll move to a journey, whatever it takes. And so that's <laughs> what you have to do. I mean, and that because one of the companies was in Germany. So um, that was really the angle was, for him was dig into all the different companies, find all of them, reach out, network with the people, dig into them, learn as much as you possibly can so he can get into something that interests him. Um, you know, that was a few months ago and he's just doing all his homework now because it's a lot of homework. So in during that time, he's going to be some houses and I think Florida sales are good. So whatever, but he's, he's, he's not starving, but he's not happy. Where mm. my situation was, it was, I was, same thing. I wasn't starving, but I also wasn't happy. And so for my trans, transition, it was just time. It was when it was going to happen. When am I going to get this thing done? And so, um, six prior to the book coming out was the end of my technology career because I, I was set, I was ready to roll. And then after that, it's just like reaching out. You have to go out there and talk to people. And even today getting into this new world, I'm learning, like we talked about YouTube channels. I don't know much about YouTube. I got to do that. I got to improve my LinkedIn. There's so many different tricks on it. Uh, Amazon sales, Google SEO, all of that stuff. And then everybody throws at you. Oh, you got to be on this, you know, this app or that app. Yeah. So no, it's overwhelming. But I, I like, I'm going to share that. No, I'm going to share your YouTube video because I think that people who, um, what I do with mine actually, so I, to keep myself in polls is just because I'm comfortable with what I have doing now and I'm passionate about it. I always want to also help my students on how to, how to do interviews. So I literally would apply for position because if I wanted to move my career and see how people interview others and what are the skills that I actually need, right, to scale myself up and level up to get the position that I want. 
because sometimes you'll get like, okay, you're overqualified. So I don't actually give them that I'm a doctor. I'm just like, yeah, I have an MBA. Unless they go to LinkedIn, I'm like, ah, no. Um, but I think I love what you're saying is like, nothing is shortcut. Do what you're passionate. Remember that if you're a young person right now going to college or still in high school, you're transitioning from high school to college and adulthood life, uh, be intentional on your choices, whether that's a degree major, which I also counsel my students, or basically in life in terms of what you want to do, make sure that you're passionate about it make sure you're happy about it because it's the rest of your part of most of your life is going to be that it's making sure that you're happy with what what you're doing. And I love what you're doing for the young people because they are the future. And if they're not happy, they're going to become leaders of their organizations, own their own company, and their people are not going to be happy as well. Because you're leading from that space of like, I want more, but I'm not happy. and I'm not doing anything about it. Right. So thank you for for inspiring the the world and also inspiring the young people and the future leaders of our world. Any last thing that you would love to add? Well, I mean, obviously it'd be great if they could just you know, reach out to my website, you know, do a little reading. There's a download a book excerpt out. That'd be cool. Check out my endorsements. I mean, um, you know, like, like I talked about, you get the YouTube channel, um, you know, there's interviews, there's book reviews. So get the word out there. And the other thing too is, if the book isn't for you, if you're satisfied and happy with your career, do something cool. Buy a few, bring them to your local library, drop them off at your local high school uh, library, high school library, your high school counselors, your college, community colleges, your alma mater, send them to. And so that's what I did too. I, I reached out to a lot of guys in the industry to work with them. They're super successful. And boom, you know, 15 copies go to Western Washington, you know, University of Western Washington, you know, uh, a dozen go to the University of Utah. So, you know, there's so, I mean, obviously, University of Massachusetts gets a bunch. I went there, but uh, I mean, we got a hundred donates to the uh, University of New Hampshire. So it's amazing. So I reach out to all my buddies that made some money and said, hey, where do you want to donate some books? Um, and so I always do that too. So for anybody out there who's super successful and, you know, runs the world, go out there and donate some books. Give some other people opportunities that you got or what you wish you got and, and try to help out the next generation. I mean, you know, and, you know, you don't need to buy the brand new, what's the kind of, you know, those new brand new Tesla or something like that. Buy last year's Tesla and, and donate some of the money uh, to help out. Uh, not money to me, just buy the books and send them to your uh, alma maters and uh, keep me informed. That's all I can ask anybody. So, Awesome. See, so, yeah, it's like, Hire me, Mike. <laughs> and Michelle said, thank you for the information today. Well, have a fantastic day. Thank you so much for your time today. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, have everybody. a great day. Thank you. Much aloha. First, I want to apologize for not having my podcast for the last two weekends on time. The Global Summit 2023 took the time. I apologize. But what I wanted to make sure that you know is that I have been thinking about all my dear listeners. I am back and strong. So wonderful listeners of the Level Up podcast. We've been on an incredible journey together exploring the realms of personal growth, motivation, and self-improvement. But as our podcast continues to evolve and level up, we have an exciting announcement to make. <laughs> this November, get ready to take your personal development journey to the next level with something truly extraordinary. We're thrilled to introduce to you our newest venture, Level Up Circle TV show. Yes, you have heard it correct. Level Up Circle TV is more than just a TV show and a network. It's a game changer. And it's set to launch this November with the same commitment to empowerment, inspiration, and self-improvement that you've come to expect from the Level Up podcast. Our TV network will take these values and translate them into captivating visual experience that will motivate and uplift you in ways you've never imagined. Imagine watching compelling stories of individuals who has overcome tremendous odds to achieve greatness or exploring transformative self-programs and documentaries that empower you to unlock your full potential. 
This is just the tip of the iceberg. But there's more. Level Up Circle TV will also offer exclusive behind-the-scenes content from your favorite self-help gurus, motivational speakers, and thought leaders. Dive into immersive workshops and seminars that will provide you with practical tools for real-life personal growth. Mark your calendars for November and be prepared to be amazed by what we have in store. It's not just a TV network. It's a movement designed to inspire, motivate, and empower you to level up in every aspect of your life. So stay connected with Level Up Podcast and we'll keep you updated on all the exciting developments leading up to our TV network launch this November. Together, we're going to redefine personal development in the world of television. Thank you for being a part of this incredible journey. Keep leveling up, and we'll see you this November when your TV network, Level Up Circle TV, arrives to help you reach your new heights. Thank you so much for listening to Level Up Podcast. Battle scars, but it always ends the same.